Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Uh, yeah. So you're good to you're good to record and start here. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. So we'll do, uh, so obviously Canucks and Seven first, uh, talk about uh, some of the recent losses. Like the St. Louis game, you know, did you think it was a decent effort? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, at this point of year, they need more. They need more from them. You know you yeah. do, right? Okay, like, cool. I also want to talk a lot about the belt, because the, uh, the turtleneck look from uh, from Halak was, was pretty good. It was amazing. So we'll get into that. We'll do Canucks and Seven, talk about playoff chances. Um, a little bit of NFL. There hasn't been a ton of movement, and I know we went into that pretty deeply on uh, one of our last shows so that's okay obviously we'll do sixers then ad break for DraftKings. hour two you've got captain's corner stuff right i always do you know i do come on man and we're doing yeah and ttp misery you know what it is from last week uh right? we'll figure it out i'm sure yeah cool i'll, I'll check twitter because yeah, exactly. people usually will kind of prepare you don't know prepare and then uh, questions on Twitter, and then probably I have some Oscar recap stuff. Oh, yeah. Did you, uh, did you get your big win? Into? You can tell us about the big win, right? I okay, did, yeah, save it for the I show. Did. Save it for the show. Uh, yeah, okay, save it for the show. Okay. okay. Uh, are you good to go? I'm good to go, man. Actually, you know what? Well, okay, look. I'm, if I have a little favor to ask, man, if, is there any chance that like I could do the hosting of the show? Just because I've been doing like the, the word ring journalist stuff on Twitter and stuff. I feel like I've gotten better at speaking and kind of leading. So I just kind of want to put myself to the test. And you have your videos too, yeah, which have been good. Right? It's kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think I tell you that enough, but the videos are really funny. I enjoy them and I like Sherlock. He's the star. Yeah. He's bo- yeah. Sherlock's, uh, I'm sorry to say, but Sherlock's the uh, the the real stud of this duo. Oh, that's fair. So. Yeah, I'll be his diesel. Yeah. So you want to you want to drive the bus then? You want to ride? Yeah. I, I mean, I've listened to enough shows. I feel I could do it. You know, I just I want to. I just to promise me that no matter what happens, that you will. Finish and complete the podcast with me. That's all I'm asking. Just I know it's weird to say that, but just like just so I don't feel nervous that you're gonna like. I just yeah. yeah it's not a. Pro- do you need me to send you like any of the notes or segments or no, stuff? You, can still, or you, you, you still do the notes. I'm not organized. I mean, I'm just gonna be talking. If you can write down the little cues and stuff, and then I've got an intro. I got the intro here, so I can just play that for us. So I'm good to go. If you just wanna. Okay, and then I'll. I guess I'll write down the cues for Jay. That'd be awesome. Yeah, for the yeah. production afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. No, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Not a problem. Your feet up. Um, relax. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. If, yeah. That's nice. You've got like, twenty podcasts as it is. You know, I'll, I'll drive this bus tonight. So okay, yeah, cool. All right, yeah, that's that's fun. All right, that'll be good. Um, all right, so I'll count down and then we'll do the sync clap yep. and then we're good yep. to go. And then yeah, you can do the Thank intro. You, cool. Yeah, all right, this is fun. Excited, all right, right hey, fun. something different. Yeah, we've only been doing this for four yeah. years, so yeah, maybe it was. It's your time. time all right, shy. cool. All right, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's the one you all know. Uh, before we get there. Uh, just play a little intro song for the podcast. It's time for a real podcast. It's totally real. Really a podcast. The best podcast of this moment. It's really the best. Better than Bowman's. 
It's 19 and a half years later at the movies. 19 and a half years later at the movies. 19 and a half years later at the movies. It's totally real. I fucking hate you so much. What the fuck is this? So here's the thing. It's been uh, 10 years doing nine and a half years of the movies. That intro was done by Daniel Wagner. He made it for me 10 years ago. I remember this day like it was yesterday. We were talking about the Canucks failed run to the cup in 2011 and next year, 2012. We thought they were going to beat the Kings. I asked Daniel to do me a favor. He's a good musician, even better writer. I don't know. He might be a better writer, better musician. I don't quite sure, but uh, he's got an album that never known uh, out now. You can go get it, but he did the intro. He's been doing it for 10 years. Uh, Mike Paris couldn't make the show tonight. We do it every week. I didn't... Uh, it's been 10 years doing this, and I really wanted to have you on because it's like, like, you like movies, right? I'm pretty sure you enjoy movies. So I thought, why not just bring Bowman on, do the movies? And we do have a message from Mike. You couldn't make it. So I do want to play that for you now if you're okay with that. Yep. I can't believe this. Uh, hey, Wyatt. Uh, Mike Paris here, your usual co-host for 19 and a half years at the movies later. Get the uh, fuck I'm sorry I couldn't here. be there today. I'm, I'm accepting the, as you know, I'm accepting the Belgian uh, Podcast Award of Excellence on our behalf tonight. Uh, but I want to say congrats on an amazing 10 years. Of course, that's 520 episodes. And we've never missed a week throughout this whole time. Never. never. I can't believe it's 10 years. I, I feel like we haven't even known each other that long. Uh, anyway, I know Bowman's been listening uh, to the show each week, so I hope hope he knows all our funny inside jokes and can keep up with you when he's subbing in for me tonight uh uh like you know how are our, all our inside jokes right uh how like how we reference art attack at the beginning of every episode yeah and, and we do and take remember party, that old commercial yeah sock a bopper sock a bopper is better than a pillow fight oh, you know right? anyway we've Memories. had some great times over the years uh happy 10 years so yeah mike couldn't make it so i'm really i'm really glad that you could step in nine and a half years at the movies later uh I, do you want to jump into it? I can tell people what's. Uh, you're, the, you're the worst person I know. I I just want to share this this ride with you. I think you like again. You know movies. I'm pretty sure, right? So I might as well get you in here. Look, I've been doing this a long time. If you don't know what's going on, I'll lead you along. Okay, just follow follow Big Daddy. I'll get you through this. Okay. Oh, yeah, now you, you're Big Daddy. <laughs> Big on this Daddy, show. you promised you would stick with it. We're gonna do it, uh, sir. It was 1995 years ago at the box office. There was a little movie that started a bit of a rom com renaissance for this actress, Reese Witherspoon. Little movie called Sweet Home Alabama. No, no, that's the one. Yeah, you've you have you seen it yet, sir? Have you have you watched it recently? No, Can... I've never seen Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, hey, hey, I've never seen Sweet Home Alabama, so sorry, I uh, can't do it. Remember, remember, you made a promise to Big Daddy, and that was you do the podcast. No matter, I will sit here and wait two hours. I'll speed through it. Everyone at home will have to see this, but I'll wait for you to watch it. It's an hour and fifty minutes. If you just take a break, go watch it. What? We got categories to fill out. I, I know. Okay, so here's something funny I do in this podcast. I assign awards. To the movies that we're watching. I assign awards on my no, movie podcast. I, I don't even know what That's you're talking real. about. That's real. This no, is so fucked. What, on the basketball podcast? That's no. cool, though. You do awards for, like, best jersey and stuff. That's cool. But it's a bit different here because it's about movies. So if you could just watch Sweet Home Alabama for me and get back. What, now? Then, yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to do. So uh, Big Daddy's going to wait for you. We're going to get you to go and uh, watch the movie and then come back. And I'm going to take you through a journey uh, from nine and a half years ago. Again, I've been doing this 10 years. We've got more, more guests coming in to say some things. Don't you worry. We've got more coming. So, uh, but before we get to that, we are going to do uh, a little commercial from Quest Trade. He's one of our main sponsors. So if you just want to... I'm going to play the commercial. You go I watch the movie. Get back. I can't believe what's happening. Anyways, uh, here's our commercial from Quest Trade. Thanks, everyone. Hi, I'm looking to make some smart sound investments for my family. I've been using my family's guy for a while now, and the returns have been 
less than expected. Well, you came to the right place because at Quest Trade, it's our quest to make you money. <laughs> it's literally in the name of your company. I like that. Right? We consider it a bad trade if we bring you in and don't make you money. <laughs> okay, name of the company. <laughs> Some would say it's our quest to trade your money for good investments. Okay, yeah, no, I get it. Quest Trade, it's the name of the company. Oh, so I guess you know everything, huh? Oh gosh, sorry, no. You waltz into my office wanting my help, and you have all the answers already, right? Why even bother talking to the expert, right? No, look, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Okay, look, you want to make things right? You want me to help you? I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like this is pretty intense for our first meeting. To be truly effective, an investor must know and love human beings. A good investor should have humanity in their blood. I'm, I'm sorry, what? I, I don't follow. Smoke this bag of human hair. You're, you're joking, right? What? You a Mormon? A Jesus freak? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not doing this again. This is your investment. Why, why the hair? Every time. This isn't some kind of test. Take the damn hit. I just want to invest a bit of money I made on my bonus so I can afford a, to buy a PS5. <laughs> this ain't a review board. We ain't doing rails. Just beefy brown hair. No, 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 no. You know what? I don't want you in my office. Not even in my building. Go back to gain capital and lose your money. Have fun watching Elden Ring videos on TikTok because that's as close as you'll get to playing that game. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> you can't say that in the commercial. <laughs> Fine. I don't understand how this helps me invest, but I really want that PS5. <sighs> Alright, that's how it's done, son. <laughs> Shit, you took some man-sized hits. You gonna be okay? When's the last time you smoked out? Uh, 12th grade. <laughs> Left that out of your email, didn't you? Knew you had secrets. Everyone does. Didn't know you liked to get wet, though. What's... what's wet? You know, dusted hair, clippers, come on. Dipped in PCP, Primo's, Sherm, Cool, P-Dog, Angel Dust. Didn't you smell it? Taste it? I... I've never smoked human hair. <laughs> now you have. Remember the smell for next time. That's the smell of a bad investment. Think I'd inhale that shit? I'm gonna get piss tested. I'm gonna get fired. FTC's got our backs. We know a week before we piss. <laughs> shit. How could you do this to me? Shit. Shit. Chill shit. and ride the high. You're an adult. You choose to invest. Live with your decisions. You cool? I'm cool. Quest Trade. Remember, you made the choice to invest, not us. <laughs> Look, Dar. Why is there music from Underworld playing in the background? I, I feel Ridley like Scott shit. Some legalities might be there with the training day, but it's intense, right? <laughs> yes. I I think I learned a lot about investing and drugs. <laughs> Dusted hair, you know. Just, <laughs> I didn't know you liked to get wet. Good lord. So yeah, um, uh, I hope you got a chance to see the the sweet home Alabama <laughs> with our head break. Just, you look a bit lost right now. <laughs> uh, I'm getting it from all sides, Wyatt. <laughs> getting it from all sides. Uh, before we start, then we'll get a, we have a message from Rob Fay, our friend at NEW. Get the he fuck else, out yeah, of we here. got a message from Rob. You'll listen to that. 
Wyatt, I have to tell you one thing. I am so proud of you that for 10 years, your 19 and a half at the movies podcast is still thriving and surviving. I've tried to listen to some podcasts that dabble in the movies and tell me what's good and what's not. But thank you, man. Thank you for always being that one voice that lets me know where I take my babes to the movie, where I let people know, hey, this is what you really need to see. Thank you for being you. And if there was an award that I could give to you in this moment, I would. I know you're award winning, but this would be at the top of the mantle. Congratulations, big guy. Thanks, man. See, like it's when you have good friends that recognize a good product, right? Like you get that feedback and recognizing 10 years of excellence. Um, it just feels good. It feels good, right? Yeah, it's a goddamn nightmare. What? This is uh, this is fucking <laughs> the worst experience I've had in a long time. Uh, and you said there are more surprises. Oh, I we'll see. Be yeah, more concerned. Yeah, we'll talk uh, a bit. And then but we'll I've also uh, now watched the film, and uh, yeah, I'm extra mad now. You got some thoughts? Well, let's let's before we get to those, I do something with this podcast, right? It's kind of you know. Get your thoughts on what you know. How much it cost to make? How much did it make? All that sort of stuff. Uh, how much do you think it pulled in on the box office weekend, sir? This is very similar to a segment <laughs> that uh, we do on at the movies ten years later. I've never heard of that. It's weird. <laughs> I numbers Man, come I just, first, so night and half comes first in the phone book. So I, just, I okay. I just hate you so much in this moment. Uh, it's so pure, ten years. And unfiltered. This hatred. Ten years. Uh, okay, so years? what's the question? How much did this thing make, or how much did it cost? Uh, how much did it make? No, no, cost comes second. Come on, this is. I'm guessing much... Sweet no, Home no, no, no. Alabama made. Uh... Yeah, and the weekend, opening weekend. What do you got? Oh, opening weekend. Yeah, okay, not yeah, overall. Yeah. Okay, no. opening weekend. I'm guessing this thing made uh, thirty-two million dollars. Have you done this before? I feel like you might have because it made thirty-seven point five. Oh that's, shit! That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Why am I excited to be participating <laughs> in this trap? It's ten years, man. You Mike couldn't make it. You stepped up. You should be proud. How much do you think it cost to make, sir? All right. So, well, they had to pay for the rights for the song, um, which I admire their restraint for not using it until it was an hour into the movie. Good for them. Uh, I'm guessing this thing cost. Josh Lucas wasn't com- coming in a big money at the time. Just before Grey's Anatomy, no, no Patrick Dempsey money. Yeah, well, th- Grey's was happening at the time, no, wasn't, wasn't it? it? No, no, no. She doesn't really. for this. Grey's was. Oh right, okay. I'm thinking. Sir, 10 I know years a little bit about the movie business. Yeah, it's 21. <laughs> it's I'm thinking this and is half. 2012, yeah. but no, it's 19 yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Okay, let me get that. Okay, I'm number. guessing this thing cost um, 51 million. He overshot a bit, $30 million, $30 okay. million. Maybe don't start your own podcast and movies just yet. Uh, and the last one here, how much do you think it took in total? The accumulative total at the box office for Sweet Home Alabama was $131 million. We call it the Totes McGroats on this show. It was $182 million, Totes McGroats. The Totes McGroats is what yep. you call it. Yes, okay. we call it. We have fun in the show. I'm I don't learning know. These, yeah, I'm learning these yeah. different rules. Yeah, yeah, you should listen to my show earlier. You would have prepared. I don't um, have GeoCities, so... It's true. It's been down for a little bit. Now, we also do a fun thing for people who maybe haven't seen the movie yet. We like to recap it. You know, I feel like five bits, you're going on too long. It's more about you than the movie itself, if it's that long. So I, we on the show like to do 30 seconds here. If you could give me a 30-second recap of the movie, uh, I'd appreciate that How very much. How much of this show is going to be you taking little pot shots at my show? I'm just talking about my show, man. It's not, it's not always about you. I know it's going to be tough, but this is just about my show. <laughs> Ten years, camera's on me, not you. All right. 30 seconds. I don't want five. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. 30 seconds. Are you timing it? I'm timing it and go. 
All right, so uh, Reese Witherspoon is going to get married to Patrick Dempsey, but first, before she does so, she has to go down to Alabama, a life she left behind because she's still married to Josh Lucas. Uh, she tries to convince him to get divorced, but it turns out that they still kind of love each other. Patrick Dempsey finds out that she's leaving a secret life. He's actually pretty cool with it. Uh, they agreed to get married down there, but turns out she still loves uh, Josh Lucas because he's running a fancy glass place now. So then she leaves him at the altar, punches his mom out, and then she runs away with Josh Lucas and gets married and stays in Alabama at the end. Well done, sir. Well done. Did I at least do that right? You got you nailed that. Again, I think you might have a future on the show. If Mike is ever sick again or taking an award for the show, I'll invite you back on. Thank you. Deal? Deal. Yeah, deal. Excellent. <clears throat> Sir, I have something called uh, amusing anecdotes about the movies, if you'd okay. like to hear about them. Uh, yeah, man. Sure. <laughs> I feel like you got a bit of two today, and I don't know what Whatever. <laughs> sure. Or wait, hold on. Can I ask you a question? Are we going to do Trust the Process or no? No, no, this is this is our this show. This is we, it. Yeah, okay. I told you to do a podcast. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah, sure. We are off for a couple weeks, and then we did the fourth anniversary show, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, people will love this. I mean, okay, Trust the Process, four years, what? This show, which is my heart and soul, 10 years. I mean, I think we can just give me a little time, okay? I'm sure everyone listening is, you know, on my side. Thought you'd like to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fun facts about this, or amusing anecdotes, as we call it in the show. It was uh, the first film ever allowed to film inside Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, uh, Tiffany's, sorry, since Breakfast at Tiffany's. So it had been 1961. They let them film in there again for what, one of those opening scenes. It's a fun fact. It's amusing. It's an amusing <laughs> anecdote. It was also the first film. It's not, this one isn't amusing. It's more, you know, good at reflecting. Reflecting. I don't know what our word for a fact is. Uh, it was the first film allowed to shoot in New York City after September 11th, 2001. Is that for real? That's yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, yep. It's not amusing. No, I did. I, I, I made sure it wasn't amusing. I'm not going to. Yep. Next, uh, amusing anecdote. Uh, do you know who was originally cast to play the lead role of Melanie Carmichael? I'm going to say, what the hell, Julia Roberts. Uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, was, really? Yeah, but they had a, a writer strike or actor strike at the time. Mm. So she jumped into another film. Do you know what film she did instead? Monster. Trapped. Oh. Not a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> <Did trapped. laughs> like, I was like, if it was monster she ended up yeah. winning the oscar for it hey you know what good, good call. call but nope she did not uh now we'll get into it later there is a deleted character that did not make the movie uh you see at the very end of the newspaper called aaron vanderbilt and yeah. they wanted her to be in there just to kind of be a bit of a a foil to see to show that he was still loyal to uh, melanie but they had a scene where she basically came out like topless and trying on dresses in front of him and he did one of those little like he was talking to melanie at the time on the phone he got a little bit distracted so everyone who test audiences assumed he had banged her and they oh. hated him so they fucking hated him and i, I think that was the right move because like it's nice that she has two guys that are completely normal and that she has to choose that's yeah that's can, a better can choice. i just say he is a mega baby face throughout this He's entire thing yeah. and the worst thing he does is walk away from her, but then the next scene, he's like, hey, I thought about it. It's not so bad. It's okay. I just overreacted. Let's get married here in fucking Swampwater, Alabama. And 100%. I'm like, mega baby face, Ricky Steamboat style. Yeah, I agree. So they did the right thing. They got rid of that character, but yeah, they did introduce it earlier. And she's also like, there's another scene where they have everyone talking on the phone and she meets him for the first time and says she's from the Hamptons to show she's from his neck of the woods. Oh. Just to place those seeds that maybe, again, this movie really just goes into the idea that like you can't escape who you are no matter what you do, which I didn't like. We'll get into it. Yeah, because like, <laughs> during the end credits, it's like, oh, here's some news, here's a newspaper headline and oh, he's with Aaron Vanderbilt. I'm like, okay. Did yep. they mention her before, or is he just with this pretty lady who has a fancy, rich person-sounding name? Okay. Yeah, they tried, but again, if you're going to try and introduce a female character to be a bit of a, a, like, 
they they honestly thought that that him like not doing it through the people would be like well good for him his eyes are only on Melanie but she basically walked into the apartment like trying on dresses nude and turned away and he did that, that little oh, um sorry what would you say which shows that he was distracted like bad bad booking right that's bad booking that's bad booking uh bologna cake which uh the father earl asked for is a real thing ew it consists of bologna cream cheese and horseradish ew it's true uh and uh, one more amusing anecdote it was not filmed in alabama it was filmed in georgia what a travesty yeah so there you go they lied to us there and uh i never quite recovered from that to be honest we'll get to it as well um Let's get into the movie, if you're ready. But before we do, I do have uh, NEW champion Travis Williams, also a big fan no of the show. No fucking way. He just wants to weigh in. If you could just, yeah. No, you yeah. don't. Hey, what's up? It's the golden boy, Travis Williams. Pacific Northwest King and uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling champion. Just uh, congratulating Wyatt on 10 years <laughs> of doing the movie podcast. Congratulations! I usually don't do this stuff, but uh, Wyatt paid me quite a bit of money. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't edit that properly. I didn't edit that properly. Anyways, uh, it was really nice of him just to weigh in. That's the, that's the champion of NEW right there. Champions, listen to this champion show. I gotta know what did you tell these people? I, I told them I was having the 10th anniversary show, and they wanted to be a part of it. They said, "Wyatt, you've got me through some tough did times." Any of them ask, "Hey, cool, could I get a link to the podcast to maybe listen to any prior episodes?" And then they discover that this thing doesn't exist. They'd already listened. I didn't have to send them any links. They just said they, this show has got me through a lot of tough times. You know, your thoughts on all these movies has really helped pave my way to a higher movie intelligence. Oh, my God. There's nothing else like it in the market. So I just really uh, appreciate what you're doing. So it was the least they could do, right? So They said appreciate, did they? They did, yeah. No, I mean, they listened they listen to TTP. They, they listen to me. So they, they get my lingo. I'm a bit of a trendsetter, obviously. Like, uh-huh. you know, Tastemaker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get, you get it, right? So let's get to the movie. It is Sweet Home Alabama, Reese Witherspoon. We see her... On a beach with another young man, talking about how they want to get married one day, uh, and lightning strikes, and they tell you lightning only strikes twice, or never strikes twice the same place, etc. Whatever. Pull back, and now it's uh, Reese Witherspoon in New York. Accent's mostly gone. She's a fashion designer. Uh, we see the amazing Patrick Dempsey as uh, Andrew Henning. So again, he is Mr. Perfect here. Uh, just a, a delightful gem of a guy. Sets up a nice engagement proposal to her. <clears throat> There's a bit of troublesome uh, issues for me where I feel like half the time he's just trying to like really dig at his mom. For all his decisions i thought that's where they were going with this was right? that like at some point i'm thinking okay because just from knowing what i know about the movie again never seen it before being tricked into being on this podcast which i guess exists now i'm like okay she's obviously i've never seen the trailers she's obviously going to end up with josh lucas right josh lucas by the way whatever happened to that guy anyway so she's obviously going to end up with josh lucas so I'm thinking at some point they're going to make Patrick Dempsey. He's going to do a big heel turn or something. He's going to be a scumbag. He asked her to sign a prenup or he's just doing this to piss off his mom or make an ex jealous or something. I was waiting for that the entire time. It never came. I mean, and again, I applaud them for that. I think that would have been the easy, boring way out to have him just be an obvious heel. Like yeah. the fact she had to make a hard choice made it better. That I liked. Right? Like that's a good call. Uh, I do think at times there was a bit more sexual chemistry between Patrick Dempsey and Candace Bergen than there was between uh, Reese. Yeah, because she's his mom, but yeah. no, she ain't his mom. No, no. I'm, she, I'm, yeah, I'm sure a... the ages match up, <laughs> but like she looks very young in this. And he, yeah. Patrick Dempsey's always looked 43 years old. Yeah, even when he was in like Can't Buy Me Love, he was forty three. Yeah, he was forty three years <laughs> old. Beers. He was like yeah. Dean Malenko. He was yeah. born. He was born forty. 
Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I also kind of feel the same way that there was a little bit of uh, sexual tension between the two of them. Yeah, I'm telling you, a little bit, a little bit of the War of the Roses uh, between those two. Yeah. Like, I felt they're trying to one-up each other and make each other mad, but that was their foreplay. But, so, anyway, but as it was written, Patrick Dempsey's awesome. I think he's a great character. Uh, he's, he's a jam-up guy. I, I couldn't believe it, because when he gets down there and he finds out that she's been lying to him and all this stuff, and not only that, but she's also currently married to Josh Lucas. Yep. He's like... He's also at a Civil War reenactment, which Civil War reenactors fucking get over it. Like, who wants That's to me. dress up like the South and, like, reenact that? Can yeah, you imagine if we, re- if we dressed up for fucking 94, 2011 <laughs> every year just to reenact <laughs> the loss? I'm Lafayette. Like, who the fuck wants that? Oh, Trevor Linden's going to do it. He's going to score a hat trick. It's <laughs> happening, everybody. And then, yeah, you celebrate the loss. Like, yeah, it's over. It's weird. Also, I think we can all agree the South was in the wrong. Yeah, right. It is weird for them celebrating the South. Like it's never dead. No man, you guys lost. It's like over. there's a moment at the end where like I uh, we'll jump around like, if yeah. that's okay with you. Uh, you know what? We're a little, little loose in the show. That's fine. Okay, I yeah. gotta check with the host yeah. here. Yeah. There's you. a moment at the end where like after uh, she at the wedding is like, no, I'm not gonna sign the divorce papers. I'm gonna stay with Josh Lucas. And Patrick Dempsey's like, you know what? Okay, and he just fucking vanishes. He's like, all right, see ya. Oh, what the, and, no, no, no. It's, it's when she tells him at the altar, she says, like, you know what? I can't do it. Like, she's like, it has one of those Goonies moments where she's supposed to sign the paper. Yeah. I kept waiting for something like, no paper, no pen, no sign. She doesn't sign it. And then Patrick Dempsey goes, oh, that's how that feels. And it's the greatest yeah, line. It's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, his mom is like, you're just going to let this little harlot that's the heel do turn. this and stuff at your <laughs> wedding? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I think you I know am. What? I think I am. Andrew, you don't want to marry me. I don't. No. No, you don't. Not really. You see, the truth is, I gave my heart away a long time ago. My whole heart. And I never really got it back. I don't even know what else to say, but I'm sorry. I can't marry you. And you shouldn't want to marry me. Wow. So this is what this feels like. You're just going to let her humiliate you with some bullshit about an old husband? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. 
He's a gem. He's a and gem. And then he just fucking walks off through the crowd, and that's it for him. <laughs> and then Candace Bergen sticks around and starts cutting a promo on all these hillbillies. Ah, oh, fuck you. Why don't you go to your double line and start frying <laughs> stuff up? And then she tur- she's insulted uh, Reese Witherspoon's mama. And then she turns around, and then Reese Witherspoon belts her in the face. And then Reese Witherspoon's dad, who's a Civil War reenactor, played by Fred Ward, tremors for life, yo, mm-hmm. uh, punches her in the face. Candace Bergen drops like a bag of doorknobs. And then he says, ha ha, the South will rise again. Or he says, praise <laughs> the Lord that the South has risen again. <laughs> Sir, don't bring your racist bullshit into this, please. I mean, they were, they're staying true to the source with material. I appreciate you know, that, that level, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the babyface aspect of him just like, you know, dusting out of the ring once he's lost was amazing. He's like, nope, not my time to shine. And then the heel <laughs> promo for Candice Bergen was amazing. Like, they needed that. That was like, you know, the movie needed a heel turn at some point, And to give it to her was good booking. <laughs> yeah, because she was a mega heel the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But she also had like a bit of a soft face turn where she's like, okay, this is what my son wants. I'll put on airs. I'll go down to, what was it, Pigeonhole, Alabama, or where the fuck it was called. I'll go down there. And she's actually being like a good sport about things because it's what her son wants and yeah she had her investigated she sent down her her lackey to go check things out or whatever but like she is like she's going along with this and trying to be supportive and it's only when all this marriage and i'm not gonna sign and all this stuff starts happening that she just turns mega heel again I mean, well, one question for you, though. Was she wrong? She was right the entire time. Oh, the entire time? <laughs> that's a good, the whole time. That's the best heel of someone who thinks they're right, but she actually is right. She's fucking Magneto up in this bitch the whole time. <laughs> she's warning everyone about what's going on. She's yeah. right. Guys, I think she's got some skeletons in her closet. I don't think she's been honest about her past, and something about her just doesn't seem right. Okay, cool. Let's look at the checklist then. Okay, she's been lying about her name and who she is. Boom. Yeah, she came from Alabama. Boom. She's also was previously married. Boom. And is still married. Like yep. Candace Bergen looking out for her boy and fucking nailing it. She she was right. There's also another deleted scene in which uh, it's a whole it's a horrible scene in which like five people are on the phones and they're swapping phones. Like it's way too complicated. And it's stupid. Like you know, he's talking to his mom, then he talks to he's passed the phone to Reese. She talks to the mom. He talks to a friend. Talks to Aaron. Like it's 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 trash. But during that scene. Candace Bergen does reveal to him, like, oh, I've done some investigating. And uh, uh, Melanie Carmichael, that's a, that's a rich family. Like, she, that's why she's good to go. We're, we're good to go with her. But I just need to go down there and check out the family, make sure it's all good. So that's why Patrick Dempsey goes down there. Is oh, his mom's, so that's because he the, just shows up. Yeah, which with the, I'm glad it's not in there because it's more babyface from just to appear to look supportive. But he was sent by his mother, which is, again, more heelish. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I yeah I like I can't believe how big a baby face he was through the entire time because I kept waiting for him to like oh he's just trying to make so and so jealous mm-hmm. or he's just trying to piss off his mom or something but he genuinely loved her which makes me feel really fucking bad for him uh, I also feel bad for Josh Lucas because Josh Lucas never got over her and she's been gone for what is it like ten years how long yeah. has she been gone for eight ten years I think eight years or ten years yeah well yeah which there. he is like he's got it bad because he's still carrying a torch for it apparently he went up to New York at some point to try and win her back. And they need to make something of himself and all that. But they're, okay, let's just say it right now. They're both in love with a terrible woman. <laughs> she sucks. She's I knew awful. 
I listened to your podcast. That you, I think you did one episode of a podcast. I think you were guesting on Janine's podcast, and uh, it was uh, just, think, just keeps. Even when you bring up my show, you decide to just throw little barbs in there. I happen right. to catch you on a, a guest appearance, and that's why I knew you could do our show because you were like good at that. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Natalie Portman. What was the movie again? I think what was, uh, I was no like, strings attached. Friends with benefits or no strings attached. No strings attached. Yeah, no, and yeah. You, you you hated Natalie Portman on that one because she was you know witchy washing your opinion. So when I saw this movie, I knew that you were going to hate Reese because she really is like. So basically, she goes. She, you know, he proposes Patrick Dempsey. She has to go take care of things. He wants to meet her family. Like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll go tell him first. I haven't seen me in a long time. She goes down back super where she came from. Behavior. Yeah, she goes back to Pigeonhole, wherever it's called, and everyone's there. And and she doesn't want to be there. She's a little nervous. And she finally finds her ex husband, which is still her husband, Josh Lucas, because she needs him to sign the divorce papers. She sent it to him three times. He kept sending them back. So her premise is trying to get him to sign it, and he still has a thing for her, and, and she's just telling him, like, divorce, divorce. But I will agree with you, there are times she leads him on a bit. Like, you know, they, have a, they still have that chemistry. It's still there. She still always loved him. If you're romantic, you look at it as she always loved him, never got over him. If you're Bowman, you hate her for not making a decision. <laughs> okay, there's a lot. Okay, let's just go. First of all, so she has her runway show, and then she's meeting Patrick Dempsey, and turns out he's rented out fucking Tiffany's for her to pick her wedding ring from any of the wedding rings, right? That's a pretty romantic thing from him. So then she picks this wedding ring, and then they're going to a thing to meet the mom. And uh, she's like, ah, I don't want to tell anybody yet. Let's keep it secret. And he's like, okay, cool. We'll keep it secret. And he turns the ring like upside down on her ring finger, right? But it still looks like, a, I guess, a, a wedding band at that point. And then she goes and she shakes hands with Candace Bergen. And Candace she's Bergen, because, because she's not a fucking idiot, <laughs> she's an feels... <laughs> This massive rock in the underside of her left hand, and oh, you're married? And then there we go. What a dum dum. Take the ring off. Again, she thought she could trick. That shows that, that Melanie, Felony Melanie, did not appreciate the intelligence of Candace Bergen. And speaking of Felony Melody, I know this isn't a felony, <laughs> but as soon as she finds out that her and Josh Lucas, I don't even know what his character's name was, and I just Jake. watched the thing. Ja- Jake. Thank you. Jake Perry. Wait a minute, is that? Oh, no, Jungle Boy is Jack Perry. <laughs> yeah, you're confined. I was like, oh, you. fuck, is it Jungle Boy from AEW? Uh, Jake Perry, that they still have a joint checking account. Why? What's her uh, What's her move? What does she do with that information? Okay, so she goes down. She wants a divorce. He says, no, you turned into some, a good line. You're a hoity-toity Yankee bitch, and he wants anything more than to piss her off, and then can't get the window blind down in a, an amusing scene. And then she's like, fine, not going to sign my paper. She goes to the bank in his talk. I can't remember the premises, but she finds out that the bank, I think the bank teller, who is Chloe O'Brien from yeah, 24. Yeah, Marilyn Rice Cub. Yeah, she offers up, oh, you want to take out the joint account? And she's like, what joint account? Oh, the joint account you all have. You know, you're still married, y'all. And so she takes the joint account, takes a bunch of money out, and redesigns his house. Which, again, that's a good scene. He comes home, and there's a bunch of new stuff, and he's, like, enjoying it. It's all clean up, because his house is a real shithole. Light beer. Yeah, light beer, uh, the nice new fridge, and she's just talking about how they're going to make more. She's like, you want me to be a wife? I'll be a wife. He's like, good. You can spend as much money as you want. It's like, oh, I think you forgot about the, the check count. And then he'd shoot to a really shitty camera angle. Oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> he's yeah, drinking the beer and it's like shaking his hand from angle, and he's just frozen in terror <laughs> as she's revealed, yeah, the joint checking account. And then he's just stunned. He's Can't stunned. Catatonic. He drinks his beer, and then like the camera angle is awful, but then he's like, you know. You mean rightly angry because she took all his money. He's been because unbeknownst to her, he's been trying to save a bunch of money to get this glass company off the ground to make something of himself. So that's just the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. Is at one point she just takes a drink out of the glass and goes, "I really like this glass," and looks <laughs> at the bottom of the glass. Well, Southern Comfort Glass Company. Well, that's okay. And I'm like, "All right, obviously this is a thing. Like it's Chekhov's like glassware." Uh, 
Yeah, it was nuts. And then also when she breaks into his house the first time, he calls the sheriff on her. And the sheriff comes, and the sheriff, I guess, is their like childhood friend and whatnot. Uh, this sheriff, by the way, uh, why, is there anything he loves more than sexual assault? That He is up for a worst line in the movie for me. I, okay, I'm not going to say it then. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, save it. we'll save it for awards yeah. uh, like we do on At The Movies 10 years but later. But I, I, I don't that is. But yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh no, we can't do that anymore. And yeah. it's like, he's married, by the way, <laughs> three years with Chloe O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> this problem. And she laughs it off. She's like, oh, you're so funny. Uh, and then I see that like Gene Smart got dragged into this fucking movie. I'm like, Gene, no, Gene. Come Did you on. see the weird edit on the going back to the sheriff quickly when like because like basically he you know Jake has, has called the sheriff down to arrest her. There's another cut scene here where she just found out she found out at that moment from her friends back in New York because I saw the first time and I'm like why didn't she not notice with like the, the lights flashing in the fucking house? She just realized the sheriff laughed. I'm like that's she's stupid. She had been on the phone with her friends who told her that she'd gotten a terrible review from that like yeah. designing woman weekly and she didn't know. So then she puts it down sees the sheriff. Jake's uh, trying to get her arrested, and initially he's like, oh, "I gotta get you out of here. You're not allowed to be here." But the finds that they're still married, and goes, "Well, that, you're allowed to be here because it's your house too." Uh, and then as they're leaving, they're like accusing each other of crimes they committed as a kids. And then Jake says, "Oh, what about that time that uh, someone threw your mom's tractor in the pond? What about that?" And before he even says that, they show a shot of the sheriff stopping as he's leaving the house and gripping the sideboards of the door. Yeah, as if he reacted to the news ahead of time. And I hate that. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like someone edit boo fucked it up. Yeah, bad edit. <laughs> It's a bad edit. A uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> but he's not a good character. Uh, Eugene Smart, yeah. There's also a scene they also cut out where, like, she has a real heart-to-heart talk with um, Melanie after the night after she gets drunk at the bar. And it's a really good scene where she's, like, talking about how, like, Jake did all this stuff. She didn't tell him everything about Jake. I'll let Jake tell you about that. But, like, he never got over. You wanted to make something himself. She gives him a lot of the details that, like, kind of, like, make you realize why she softened up after the night at the bar. And the director's reasoning was, well, we had that scene at the dock. Um, and we just felt it wasn't as funny after that scene. What was funny about that scene, the dog getting the bone? There was nothing funny about that scene. Like, it was a vital scene that he decided to take out because it didn't make the dog scene play. And I don't know how he... The dog scene didn't play anyway. It didn't, right? (laughs) Is the dog... Can a dog swim? I don't know. How deep a water? Eight feet or so? And then they're kind of waiting for this dog. Is it going to drown? They've already lost one dog. Is that funny that we're going to kill another one? Like, what's the joke here? I don't get it. Wyatt, I'm glad you mentioned that night at the bar because I have some thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that that uh, is up for maybe my best scene. We'll get to it later. But I like to let everyone know who she is, that she's better than them. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, you had me, uh, you know, really, really pegged when you said that, uh, oh, yeah, you probably hate this lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you can go ahead and condense all of that into her night at the bar. Uh, okay. So let's see what she does here. All right. So she drinks too much. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she reconnects with some old uh, small town, high school, childhood Clinton. friends. Yep. Yep, yep, that's great. Uh, then she outs Ethan Embry in front of the whole town. Why don't you just go to a gay bar? Do you remember that, ma'am? How could I forget? That was the night Jake got me pregnant. Why don't you just go public with that shit? Oh, come on. It's not like anybody can keep a secret around here. Except for Bobby Wright. Now, what did I ever do to you? You never did anything to me, darling. Or any other girl in town. <laughs> Melanie, what is the matter with you? What do you mean? Oh, she's just unhappy. Well, of course, I would be too if Women's Wear Daily called me less than mediocre. <laughs> well, why don't you just go to a gay bar? Well. 
think I had about enough fun for one night. Oh, come on. I was just kidding. Hey, Stella. Have about another round of drinks with my friends here? I mean, it hasn't aged as well. But here's the thing. When they met earlier in the town... Yes. They said they both have secrets. They both give each other like a knowing look, right? Yes. So they had, they had an unspoken agreement. At the bar, he then told her, you can take the, the pool cue that shoved up her ass. He made the first attack on her as a person in front of everyone. Okay. So I think he, he I mean, she went too far. Oh, so, so it's fine. She went she too far, then. but she just had a little Will Smith in her. She had to go up there. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. <laughs> it's pertinent. <laughs> Yes, now on Tuesday it is. Everyone's waiting for a Will Smith takes. God damn it. <laughs> a Friday, it's like, oh, yeah, Will Smith. Huh? But here's the thing. like he, right. he's, he, he, he slapped her, and then she punched him. So, again, yeah, you know, mismanagement of power, but they had an agreement, and he broke it. So, anyways, go ahead, go ahead. Keep, All right, keep yeah, going. so then she proceeds to start fucking running down everybody and talking shit. Uh, and then uh, Josh Lucas takes her outside. What makes you think you can treat them like something you stepped in in them fancy shoes? You asked for it. I asked for it? You show up here, you steal my money, you rearrange my house, and then you insult my friends acting like you're better than them? I am better than them. Good good fella out there. And her her new plan is, hey, I'm shit-faced and just made a spectacle of myself. You know what I should do? Drive. Yeah, I'm going to drive drunk. Awesome. Okay, great. He won't let her. Uh, but he'll give her a ride home. He's on a date with Star. Star is a star. Yeah. She drives the He drives his drunk ex, or drunk wife home. She drives the car behind them and takes uh, his car. Yeah. Or her car takes Melanie's car. Like, that's a nice move. And not only that, then what does she do when she's in the truck? She throws up on the driver's seat. Roll the window <laughs> down. Throw up there. Throw up on the floor. There are a multitude of different places you can throw up when you're inside a car that isn't the driver's seat of your husband, your estranged husband who you just bailed on. She, like, I came out of that scene going, there is nothing, nothing this movie can do to get me on her side. And good Lord, did they ever try with the dead dog scene. She just had a little sit at the, the cemetery talking to the dog she left behind. That was touching. It was I'm nice. sorry. You're probably wondering why I left and thinking it was your fault. I'm I like, mean, nope, I'm not buying it. You outed Ethan Emery in front of the whole town and made a drunken <laughs> ass of yourself. And yeah, he's talking shit about Melanie Linsky and her fucking baby. Like that. She's the worst. She I will sucks. say people take a lot of bullets for her. Even there, good guy Jake's like, I told the dog it was my fault. I mean, why are you doing this for her? She is the worst. She is way worse than Natalie Portman and No Strings Attached. Now, there is a backstory they did provide us that uh, after after the big football game, uh, they had sex in his truck and she got pregnant. That's why they got married. Uh, They lost the baby. You know, it's, you know, 2001, they hinted at it, but no, she lost the baby. And then Mm -hmm. they just weren't ready for it. And uh, at the wedding, like he threw up in her, like it was a big to do. And then she just like, she just wasn't ready for that lifestyle. That's why she ran to New York. So there is some trauma there. Did she handle the trauma? Well, no. Okay. But it wasn't like she thought and set out to be evil. It's just, you know, she, was, she didn't know how to handle her demons. Now, people over a lifespan or even weeks or months can repair damage to their reputation and relationships, right? Like, mm-hmm. not always, but it takes time to repair some of that damage. 
But you're asking me to forgive this girl for what she did at the bar like eight minutes after she went on her little tirade of trash. It's like the next scene or two scenes later where she's like apologizing to Melanie Linsky. Hey, sorry for that shit I said. And apologizing to Ethan Embry. Yeah, sorry for that shit I said. Where I'm like, no, I'm not fucking buying it, man. Again, you're missing the scene that Gene Smart that would have helped a lot. Would have seen that she was very sorry. That again, that's another play. vital scene. Hey, it, it didn't, didn't, yeah, it didn't, didn't play. play. Didn't play. Talk, it didn't play. <laughs> but look at her, her side. She's there with Lurlin, one of the worst names I've heard. Lurlin. 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 Sounds like you're drowning. Sounds like you're getting fucking garrot assassinated. Yeah. So Lurlin's at the bar. She's had so many babies. She's got a fourth one in the bar for the fuck of it. Yeah. And you got to say, someone who lost a baby. She sees a woman who's got so many babies, she can just toss them in the bar and not give a shit. That that hurt her, all right? She had well, the so trauma. you're out here defending this woman is what I you're think doing. She's, yeah, she's been through a lot of stuff. All Did right. she handle it well? No. But <laughs> God called upon her to protect people. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I feel like they were writing this movie, they were shooting this movie, and like, fuck, she is, re- they're looking at the dailies, she is really unlikable. Hey, can we just write a quick scene about a dead dog that's sad, that humanizes her even a little bit? We're going to need that. Anyways, uh, we'll get closer to the movie. She does come to realize, I guess the beginning scene of the movie, lightning struck the sand uh, and made like a glass formation. That's kind of how the start of how he created the glass company, which started with them, so that is a romantic angle. He's got a glass company. He's making you know a bunch of stuff. Even then, though, I will say like she knows at that point. And then the movie that she's into him a lot, but she still goes through with Andrew Hennings, uh, which that's he didn't deserve this. Okay, at this point, he has shown up, learned she had a fake name, which upset him the most. It's like Smooter wait till you hear the name. Wait till you hear what she was up to at the fucking bar last night. <laughs> yeah. If you think the name is bad, but also that she like strapped dynamite to a cat. And it accidentally blew up a bank, which could have killed people. It didn't, but it could have. And everyone's like, ah, that's really, really funny. It's Alabama, though. Uh, yep. Oh, can I just say something about the Alabama accent just real quick? Yep. Uh, it's like any of that accent from the South and stuff. I'm sure we don't have any listeners in the South. And if we do, I'm very sorry. But there's nothing you can say that sounds smart. One time I, I worked for a gym. I had to fix a tanning bed. Uh, and the customer service or the, the tech tech support was based in Alabama. So I'm, like, digging through the wires and the circuit boards of this tanning bed trying to fix it. And I got someone on the other end of the phone. All right, so what you need to do, you need to take out the motherboard and reconnect it over to this one. And I'm just like, I cannot take you seriously. You you know, a scientist, it wouldn't matter. You know way more about (laughs) this than I do. And I know you're trying to help, but... I'm sorry. No, I, I feel like I'm smarter than you are at this just because of the, the, the accent. It's awful. And I'm she, not a fan like, of that. Yeah. She drops it in and out throughout the movie, which is really strange because apparently there's a running gag where like, she worked very hard to lose that accent. So I think that, that, that can work in the sense that she was in New York and kind of comes and goes because yep. she's back home. So that's fine. Uh, I do want to bring up a character that I could not stand. One of my least favorite characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. Uh, Melanie's mom is a fucking travesty of an actress in this movie. Yeah. I thought she did the one of the worst. Job. I don't know where her character's coming from. I know the writers didn't help either because I don't understand. Like at one point she's supportive and then she's not supportive. She wants her to get out of Alabama and then she wants her to stay. Yeah, she's uh, all over the All over the map, map on this and her thing. acting. If you ever watch her, if you ever watch it again, I know you will. Watch her in some scenes. The scene when Patrick Dempsey first shows up at their house, she sits there and like just turns and then her eyes go blank and her arms go down by her side and she just stares. Like she's not like... She's not trying. She's clearly not trying she to act. She thinks they're doing coverage for him. So she yeah, like, yeah, exactly. She didn't know the cameras were on her. <laughs> and it's awful, but she does it all movie long. Like, so she's awful. It's Mary Kay Place is the actress, which yep. I know that name. I'm just not sure. Was she on, like, Night Court or something? 
I, she could have been I, whatever it was like in this movie i'm sure she's done other stuff where i think she won an award I somewhere know mary Kay plays from she was on big love bored to death king of the hill yeah you're right now that you mention it she was terrible i was obviously going through a ton of other things here um but uh but she'll yeah, talk no, to you and be like she'll laugh once you know oh, melody that's so crazy the next scene you gotta get out of here it's the worst place in the world like she just deadpans it like yeah i thought she was gonna say something about uh oh like i married your father and stayed here into this life but i had big dreams too that i had no to she, and she said i loved your father i loved him so much oh um, but get out of here <laughs> don't do what i did yeah <laughs> And I had you, and I'm really happy with you, and my life was great. Uh, yeah, she tried to get her to leave because of jealousy, so I don't want you to have as good a life as I did, so you need to fuck off. At least that makes some sense, but I thought her acting job, really, I just couldn't stand watching her, like, just made no sense wh- where she was coming from, what her, I don't know, again, maybe, maybe you're right, maybe the camera just fucked with her. <laughs> you're off screen, and she's fucking yeah, like we're dead. doing coverage for Fred Ward here, so don't worry, you're good. She's just wearing fucking, like, you know, jeans for no reason, what? Yeah, it was not You're my right. favorite. Yeah. No, she wasn't very good. Uh, so we'll get to the the end of the movie. Um, you know, yeah, it's true. Melly does make out with Jake, and he does the good guy thing, saying, "No, you're obviously like too torn on this. You got to make your choice. Like, it's, it's it's also you can't up ride two horses with one ass. Oh yeah, was... very good, Fred Ward. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Trevor's yeah. coming through with some great down home southern <laughs> skillet advice. Can't ride two horses with one ass. I also Sugar bean. <laughs> I also feel like is it just me or did they make did they digitally make Josh Josh Lucas's eyes bluer in the scene where she discovered that he had a bruncheery? Oh, anytime that he did something good, it's like he powered up. Oh, and his, his eyes blue got bluer. eyes got bluer. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it wasn't just me. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, okay, throughout the movie, okay, he's this, you know, bit of a hick and stuff and, you know, a bit rough around the edges. But then as soon as he does something really sweet, the blue eyes come out. Well, that's a good question out here. So we've got... People who did the test audiences saw Patrick Dempsey just look at a naked woman who was like just showing him clothes she was trying to try and like he didn't do anything and they fucking hated him. Then we got Mel who's bouncing between two guys. Like what was, the, I wonder what the reaction was to her. Were they like, that's cool. It's good. We're good at this. She's or? straight up deep kissing both of these fellas. Yeah. yeah she's going down throats in this one. She's going down throats <laughs> double time yeah. here. And here's the thing is that they, Patrick Dempsey was such a baby face here. One of my notes was, you better fucking marry Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> yeah. And had she stayed with him, had she be like, you know what? Like, the past is the past. I'm glad you're in a good place and we can grow apart as people and still be happy and go with Patrick Dempsey. You know what? I'm giving this movie a very, very high score. I'm that like, would be oh, fun. That doesn't yeah. happen. Oh, 50 first dates. She never got knocked on the head and got her memory back. They just decided to roll with it. Good shit. But uh, no, I was the whole time dreading that she's going to end up with Josh Lucas and making Patrick Dempsey a heel would have been, you're right, lazy and shitty to do, but at least it would have made sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. The weird tone for me in this movie is like, you can't escape who you are if you try and better yourself. I mean, they tried to like shoehorn at the very end. They're like, oh, he opens a glass door in New York. It all worked. Like, come on. Get that the was... fuck out of <laughs> yeah. They have a kid now. No, no, no. Hey, what about the what about Patrick Dempsey? Oh, yeah, he married Aaron yeah, Vanderbilt. from his own circle. Like, everyone married their own circle, right? Like, it was just very like, you know, don't escape from who you are. Don't run from who you are. You can't change. I don't think we mentioned it, but his mom is the mayor of New York. I don't think yes. we mentioned that at all. The obsession with her son, I've never... Is that Why is that a thing? Like, I know the mayors in New York have been... Like, has no one cared about their kids as much? They make it almost like a JFK thing with him, which... Yeah. I didn't make a lot of sense. Like he's the secretary of something, or he's got some fancy office too. He's like the comp troller. I forget what it was. They call him. <laughs> Works at a local Arby's. But just, no, he has like he has like a political yeah. office or whatever yeah. as well. It's obviously not the mayor, but he's like he's something. Yeah. Well, he's he's 
He's the best guy in the movie. Oh, of course, this was what? So 19 and a half years later, was this 2001? Yeah. Okay. 2002. So, 2002, sorry. 2002, also, September. if you've introduced... <coughs> pardon me. I just can't fucking believe I'm talking about Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> in depth with you right now. <laughs> just give me a moment to just come to grips with the turn this has taken. Oh, you know, hold on. Uh, okay, before you get so, to that, you know what? You know what? I got another uh, shout out. I'll let you gather, gather your thoughts. Another shout out. Yo, Wyatt, what's up, man? It's Big Sleeps. As you can no see, way! I just woke up, man. But I just wanted to say congratulations on the show, man. The podcast is great, man. Ten years. Wow. Congratulations on your ten years of uh, 19 and a half, you know, years later in the movies or whatever you want to call your podcast. But I want to just say congratulations, man, and uh, wishing you all the best, man. Ten years. God damn. Can't wait till I get there. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my it's God. Friend of the show, Big oh Sleeps. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. Does he know? All right, now I feel like you're misleading this man. What? Does he know this is a bit? No, he loves the show. What do you mean a bit? It's not a bit to do 10 years of celebration. How is that a bit? Like, are birthdays bits then, I guess? Like, sure, let's celebrate your bit Some next are. year. I can't. Oh, my God. Big sleeps, man. Come on. I ask you right now, are there any more surprises? Who's behind the next door? Because One left. That's a one big left. fucking pull. There's one left. <laughs> Did you have to get it via cameo? Like, is Gene Hackman going to be like, why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved your Crimson Tide episode that you did. <laughs> yeah. I would fucking kill you. Next time I saw you, we'd throw hands. <laughs> Uh, uh, what were you saying, sir? I just want to gather your thoughts. Oh, the fact that, okay, it's 2001. Okay, so we have two separately gay characters in a movie. Uh, yeah, they're obviously oh, going to... Oh, yeah, that was... They're again, gonna, that's they're, very... That is a force stronger than gravity. If you have two gay supporting characters in a movie at this time, they're going to end up together or exchanging googly eyes at a reception or whatever. I still just can't believe she wanted to get married down there. She fucking hates these people. No, then the movie tells you can't run from who you are. Right, I'll, and okay. I'll tell you, the, the worst moment of all of this, uh, so I finished watching Sweet Home Alabama, which is something I never thought I'd find myself saying. It's been 19 and a half years, clearly. And then, uh, was it on like Disney Plus? I think I watched it. And then afterwards it says, oh, you may also like, and the movie it was uh, advertising there was The Proposal. Yeah. The Proposal wipes its ass with Sweet Home Alabama, front and back. Proposal's a good movie. This is less, not. Less Southern accents, that's for sure. Uh, for anyone who didn't watch Craig the movie, we'll sum, summarize it really quickly. Uh, they do end up getting married. Uh, Melanie does not sign. Like, it basically comes down to, oh, her lawyer finds you. You didn't sign the divorce papers. And then she's sitting there and the, the audience can't do it. And then, as Bowman said, you know, Candace Bergen does her giant heel turn, gets punched out. Then she goes and says, well, I think the one of my worst lines we'll get to is like, oh, your friend's the bride. Stay around. I'm going to get myself a groom. And this runs off. Everyone just stays at parties. Well, she tracks him down to the beach in the rain that the movie started on. Here's what I wanted from the movie. If she, he doesn't take her back. No, no, no. Aww. They kiss. It's on the beach. Everything's fine. But the lightning fucking hits them. They're both dead. Done. Great. That would have been heroic. 17, no notes. That would have been heroic. No notes. They don't do that. They come back. They get married. Now, I do want to tell you about an amazing alternate ending in which I wish they had done it. Oh. It is the most fucked up ending. This might make you put an extra point on this movie. Okay. The, they have a scene obviously in the in the end of the movie the real one they're at like a house they put together a quick little party and they're all celebrating in the alternate ending they just stay at the fucking place that, that uh, Patrick Dempsey paid for because he's a jam up guy they're still dancing around Jake walks into the crowd they still have the same scene they're on the beach and like the lightning strikes he walks in holding her she looks dead in his arms <laughs> 
He walks in. Like fucking Batman party. when Robin died in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's partying. They still, you know, that, you know, that slow stop in movies. Everyone stops to stare. And oh my God. Yeah. He walks up. He's covered in water. She's laying out totally dead. And he goes, Melanie Carmichael is dead. Long live felony Melanie. And then she gets up and makes out. And everyone cheers. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Go to YouTube and check it out. Yeah, hold for one second, please. Please watch this. <laughs> that is the most fucked up ending you think you can come up with. Where do you get off, Sweet Home Alabama, with having all these deleted scenes and an alternate ending? You are Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> alternate ending, there it fucking is. Right there on YouTube. It is, again, if, you have, if you've seen this movie and haven't seen the alternate ending, please watch it. It yeah, is. first comment I'm seeing here. Uh, yeah, this ending is weird. LOL. <laughs> it's weird for a lot of reasons. Cause, like when the family sees her dead, they just kind of stare. They don't go like you'd think they'd be horrified. Oh my! Our only daughter has <laughs> yeah. been killed. But oh they're like, I, I assume her mom's like, finally she got the release I wanted. Uh, didn't run over, but like it's fucked up. Like she plays it up as she's dead. Do you want me to like get the audio on the show here? Yeah, that would be amazing. Plug yes. the mixer. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's an audio medium. So. So this is the normal scene that's in both both endings. Okay, yeah. So I can kiss you anytime I want. Yeah, they're kissing. I'm gonna skip ahead. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so they're at their wedding now. Yep. Fred Ward's dancing with the fucking actress who I guess knows she's on camera now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Oh, look at her. Oh, my God. She's dead. Yeah, this is exactly like fucking Batman found uh, Jason Todd dead in the comics. They stopped the music. <laughs> Melanie Carmichael is dead. <laughs> Long live. Melanie Melanie. Stop, every, st- stop everything. What in the blue hell is this? <laughs> who pitched that ending initially? <laughs> like, dude, it's not who pitched that ending. That shit was written down on a script. And it made it all the way. They got approved. They got a budget. They had the... Get out the rain. <laughs> you do now. Get love doesn't strike the same place. <laughs> you know, I believe I owe this lady a dance. <laughs> <She's> just... <laughs> you know what they're doing now. They're dead. The slow one. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> Here it comes. Oh. God damn it! <laughs> if wow. for some reason you brought in someone and said that she was dead and then like, pretend then they jumped up alive you think everyone was just clapping like it was a hilarious joke <laughs> like an actual lightning storm going on does like a little sly like before he announces it melanie i forgot what carmichael is yeah. ted and long live <laughs> melanie melanie oh. and then oh and everybody's very concerned because yeah she's a lifeless body in his arms <laughs> yeah, soaked in water lifeless body 
well-known like they know he works with lightning rods like it's all very very believable <laughs> i can't believe what Can i you imagine that okay if that had been the actual ending you saw in the theater what would you have done <laughs> i think i might have turned around on this whole thing i'm like that is so batshit crazy that i have no choice but to respect what they've done and accomplished here uh i'm into it <laughs> lean into how fucked up your movie that's i can't believe that we need that for the sad word for trust the process. Melody Carmichael is dead. <laughs> no, that's our new merch. Yeah, t shirt says Melody Carmichael is dead, and only the people who listen to the April Fools episode. Oh god, uh, the real episode. Okay, uh, yeah. So let's get to some awards if you're up for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, before we do our last surprise, our last uh, guest appearance, sir, if you're ready for it. Hey, Wyatt, it's Eddie here, and I just want to give no you way. a shout out to <laughs> 19 and a half at the movies later for celebrating their 10th year. Hands down, my favorite movie podcast around. Excited to hear Aww. Bowman will be on this episode. I've always wanted to hear his thoughts on movies. <laughs> Nice of him, right? Just to weigh in and, you know, Eddie, he wanted to hear Eddie, your thoughts Eddie, I have news. a show for that if you're interested. <laughs> At the movies 10 years later. Anyways, uh, so let's get some awards going here. <laughs> you ready, sir? This has been bedlam. I just want to say. <laughs> it's been a journey. I'm emotionally exhausted by all of this. Uh, yeah, let's do awards. Okay, so it's a bit of a fun thing in the show. Do awards you normally wouldn't think of. Just have some fun. Uh, best character. Who would you give the best character to, sir? Uh, best character is uh, Patrick Dempsey's. Uh, what's this character's name? Andrew Henning. Andrew Henning, Mister Perfect. Very yep. much. Uh, he was a fucking sweetheart of a man. I would. I agree with you. Another, we've talked to him, you know, at, at length here. He just does nothing wrong in this movie. He's nothing but supportive. He has one brief little blip where he finds that her whole life is a lie, but then he recovers yeah, in, like, like, fucking half an hour. Not even. It's, like, 18 <laughs> minutes later, he meets up with her dad. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, oh, my bad. We'll I wanted to get married in Ireland or, like, New York. You want to get married in Pigeonhole, Alabama three days from now? You know what? I love you. Let's make it happen. Fucking saint on See, earth, this the, man. The only part that is I am wondering is, it like, how much that is to anger his mom and get her going like i don't know still I just hey, she's a bitch so that's also okay he could dis- he could demonstrate he his love for her and also stick it to his mom for being a bitch it's okay fair fair uh who'd you say the worst character is who'd you have down as worst uh, character? i don't have awards written down because i didn't know you do awards oh, you don't you don't know the show works that's fair enough so uh yeah if, yeah, if you had uh, to choose a worst I would character give it, it i guess i'll give it to uh melanie carmichael Maybe not Melanie Smooter or Felony Melody, uh, but Melody Carmichael for certain uh, was pretty terrible. I'm going to give it to Melanie's mom. I just thought overall, character-wise, actor-wise, I could not stand her. She was in way too many scenes. There's one point she puts her takes her cooking glove off, and then the next scene, it's on both hands. So I'm starting to think, yeah, the editing crew really didn't like her. <laughs> We're going to make her look shit. so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. But in a subtle way that only a few people will notice. I can't believe you got Big Sleeps and Eddie Lack and Faye. They, and- they love it. Uh, I also got to say the theme song, Daniel Wagner, that was... It's a banger. We use it every day. It's, it's great. It's 
better than moments. <laughs> Say it. Okay. What, you want to hear it one more time? Sure. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Podcast, it's totally real, really a podcast. The best podcast of this moment. It's really the best, better than Bowman's. It's 19 and a half years later at the movies. 19 and a half years later at the movies. 19 and a half years later at the movies. Thank you, it's Daniel. Totally real. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> um, okay. Best supporting character, sir. We've got more awards. <laughs> uh, best supporting character. I'm going to give it to Ethan Embry's Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray, really? Oh, he does come through for her because like, she at one point has to pre- a lie to what she thinks is a reporter about how she is a Carmichael. That's right. And he is part of that family, so he kind of pretends for her and says she's her cousin. Goes right along with it. Despite the fact she outed him at a bar, so that is a very uh, stand-up move he for sure. He had no reason to have her back there, but he still did. Stand-up guy. Yep. I'm going to give it to Jake, too. I feel like him and he's close second there. He, he got put up a lot of shit in this movie, too. Um, uh, you know, when he let his dog almost drown, that was a bit uh, troublesome. Other than that, he did a good job. He, you know, made the glass company. He did some good things. And he had the bluest eyes you've ever seen. The bluest eyes. Only sometimes. <laughs> no, yeah, when he did good things, the eyes went blue. <laughs> That's <so> funny. <laughs> uh, worst supporting character, sir. Uh, worst supporting character. I'm going to give it to uh, Candace Bergen's Mayor Kate Hennings. What? Why? She's mega heel, man. Actually, no, but she was right. She was right. She was right. You're right. You know what? She was right about everything. Uh, You know what? I'm going to jump on with you here. I'm going with uh, the mom. Yeah. Uh, Mom is my worst supporting character for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mine is going to be that the guy from the Big Bang Theory with that nerd guy. Um, I didn't realize how one note he was. He played the exact same character in this goddamn movie. And I found his character. Her like assistant. He was the mayor. He was Candace Bergen's like assistant underling guy. Yeah, and he played the exact same character, and his, you know, his character itself was a skeezy little guy. So, uh, nope, not not a fan of him. Uh, what was your your favorite scene? Your best scene, sir? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, my best scene was probably, uh, maybe Patrick Dempsey at the wedding. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Patrick, that's Patrick, what that feels like. Patrick, yeah. Oh, okay. You're just gonna let her do that? Yeah. You know what? I think I will. Like, either he's very calm about everything, or he's having the most subatomic mental breakdown you've ever seen on film, and just no-selling everything. But I guess, yeah, that's it. Because even at that point where you're expecting, okay, maybe he is about to justify her choice right here by laying into her for all the shit that she's done and put him through, he still, Ricky Steamboats it, and, okay, yeah, well, see ya. And fucking walks away. Yeah, it's my best scene. Yeah, I thought they might make him do a bit of a Dusty Dinkleman, where he's like, we realize he's not going to get her. Fine, I got Aaron Vanderbilt on speed dial. I'm mobile and walk off. Fuck you, boo-boo. And they're like, okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, cool, bit of a heel. All right. But no, they kept him baby the whole time. It's crazy. Uh, What was your worst scene then, sir? Uh, Worst scene is her at the bar. Oh, I didn't say my best scene. My best scene was actually her at the bar, because I like how the fact she told everyone that she was better than them, and she is. I like that. She stood up for herself. That's where she became (laughs) irredeemable for the whole rest of the movie. She became irredeemable for me. She stood up for herself. Oh, you like that, do you? Why am I not surprised? They are trash. She was right. (laughs) You responded to that. Why am I I not surprised? She told them how it is. Listen here, Lurlin, with your fucking kids. Yeah, you're throwing your babies in people's faces like that. Oh, and didn't, like, Marilyn Rice, Chloe O'Brien had a fucking weird name. I'm looking up uh, Dorothea. 
Yeah, Dorothea. Yeah, another, again, these weird names. Uh, we're seeing, yeah, your bar. I'm going to go with the vomit in the car because they actually showed a bit of the vomit, but to what end? You don't need to show vomit. You can just make the noise. I'm there with you. Yeah. I don't need to see it. it yep. The payoff isn't there for me. And it, like, if they barely showed it, but left like, I, you know what? I don't need to see you spitting milk out. It's fine. Yeah. Didn't need it. What was your best line, sir? Uh, best line? Oh, jeez. Like, uh, I don't know how you didn't write these down. This is upsetting. <laughs> this is why I get Paris to do the show. It's fine. It's fine. Uh... Maybe uh, I like what it, Jake said. Something was like, "Honey, just because I talk slow doesn't mean I'm stupid." Yeah, uh, because that you know could trick me in real life too. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, you do just have that accent, so you sound dumb. But I'm sure you're not dumb. So we'll either go with that or so that's what that feels like. Yeah, best not for me is that's that's what it it's feels good. Like. It's real I, good. I did like you can't ride two horses one ass sugar bean. That was a good. That's good also good. There's some there's some lines. Good in lines. There. Good lines there. But I just like Patrick Dempsey just eating that shot, and no selling it. <laughs> like John Cena all the way. It was insane. <laughs> just you can't off. do this to me. I'm Andrew Hennings. <laughs> nope, it's fine. I had a topless lady in front of me 48 hours ago, and I did nothing about it. But I will now. Like, yeah, nuts. Okay. Huh. Worst line. What is your worst line? Oh, you know what? You can go ahead and say it because we both have to have the same worst line, right? It's the sheriff. Or do you not? I get to frisk, I get to frisk pretty little things like you all day is what he said. No, that's not entirely what he said, Wyatt. What, what, what was there more? What it was. I get to frisk pretty little things like you all day and get paid for it. Well, hell's bells, bidding. Felony, Melanie. What? Hot damn, girl. <laughs> around here. Hey, I think I saw poor old Fuzz just the oh, other day. Oh, God, you had to break that up. I can't believe you're the sheriff. Yep, I get to frisk three little things like you all day and get paid for. Wait, try and be a little more professional about this. That's even worse. Yeah, so that is a horrifying line where she giggles and he is married and he is a cop to abuse of power. Uh, 2002, it probably played more than it does nowadays. <laughs> it's it's like then, it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's worse now. It is worse Something now. Something about that. Oh, he's got teenage shoplifters at the mall and yeah no yeah, his wife's no, had four kids so he's getting his jaw yeah no that's not a great line it's bad it's real real bad uh you know it's weird to have a best scene and then like this kind of character but do it for fun anyways best moment oh here it is oh now you're taking now <laughs> no you're i'm just wondering moments. i just think it's, it's a bit weird but i like to do it with the show it's be a bit fun uh, right? can i give best moment to her walking him walking in with her lifeless body yes you can <laughs> then i will yeah um i my best moment is andrew taking that news like a champ of uh she doesn't want to marry him yep I still think it was just great. No selling it. Uh, scenes, what was your worst? Because scenes what? and moments are different. I just want to go ahead and, and, and just clarify that. Yeah, I know. I know. But like that was the moment when he reacted yeah. to the news was yeah. my moment. So yeah. I, I know my own show. It's weird that you're telling me to do this. That's... It was just, I feel like what you said is like it's weird to have a best Well, it's just hard to explain to the layman. If someone's just joining the show for the first time to hear you talk for whatever God knows reason, they might be confused because my, my categories are a bit odd, right? So it's like... They're, they're, very why did famili- I choose- they're very familiar sounding categories, though. Right? Yeah. Why I choose categories that are so close to each other. And if I had to explain every episode, should I have done that? But whatever. We'll talk about it later. Uh, what is your worst moment? <laughs> My worst moment. Uh, hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it's the it's the vomiting in the car. That's just Not a good, cherry right? on top of her being a horrible person or either that or when she outs like specifically when she outs Ethan Embry in front of the whole town like that's awful that's really 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 fucking shitty behavior uh worst moment for me is uh <clears throat> the mom no song Andrew showing up I don't care if she knew she was on camera or not her, watch it again see her not react at all and just put her, <laughs> her arms down there's also another scene when they're at uh, the first place we'd hold down with the first time 
where they show people dancing. And I swear to God, watch the goddamn movie. The mom literally just like moves her arms left and right like a robot like four times. And I don't Wait, know what she's doing. She moves like a robot or she or does is... the robot? Because no, those no, are two moves, different no. reactions She's not doing me. the robot, okay. but it's pretty close. Yeah, Because I'm going to have to change some awards if she's out there doing them. <laughs> and then she hits the dangling arm. If she did that, I'd be all over around, it. <laughs> like, okay, well, hold on a second here. I think we might have a new best supporting character. Uh, who did you give the best hair to? Uh, oh, Patrick Dempsey in a walk. You uh, set your watch the... to that. I'm going to give it to Clinton. He had a nice mullet, and he loved it. He, he rocked that mullet. He didn't care. He, he had the sunglasses tied behind his back. Like, that guy was he's not my favorite. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't love the South, but that guy, he, he knew what he was doing. Okay. He, he was who he was. Well, my worst hair goes to Clinton. <laughs> that uh, just seems spiteful. the balding <laughs> mullet and the mutton chops, and just all yeah. of it is a page one rewrite, sir. I'm, worst hair for me was mom's hair again. I'm just burying her. Yeah, get her. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just zero in, and you gotta, <laughs> you got to just ride that out and get her. So, yeah, there you go. I get it. Uh, what would you say the last nine and a half years who's had, you know, nine and a half years of achievement since this has come out? I'm giving it, uh, to Dakota Fanning, actually. Dakota Fanning played young Melanie in just that one scene in the flashback. And, uh, yeah, she's got a tidy little, uh, little career for herself now. Yeah. I think obviously Reese has done a lot. She's you know, producing and got a clothing line and done a lot of good stuff. But for me, Patrick Dempsey, just for, in terms of like iconic characters of Grey's Anatomy, like people yeah. are always going to talk about that, that romantic angle. Like that's in the lexicon of people talking about big romantic pairings. Like, you know, top five uh, pairs of all time, they'll be on that list. Yeah. So uh, Mc, that enters he's, for he's me. He's McSteamy or McDreamy? McDreamy. He's McDreamy. McDreamy. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, so that one, that, that's for me. Uh, who do you think has been the most disappointing in the last nine and a half years? Oh, it's clearly Josh Lucas. Right? Like, he was supposed to be, like, the next big thing. I know he did this. Then there was that, like, weird airplane movie with uh, Jessica Biel and uh, Jamie Foxx, Stealth. Uh, he was in the Incredible Hulk, the Ang Lee one. Like, yeah, he was everywhere for a while, and then he was nowhere. So it's Josh Lucas for sure. Uh, I would agree. I also want to. Oh, he's on Yellowstone. <sighs> yeah, but he's not really doing much of that. I'm gonna say, you know, Fred Ward. I want more. <gasps> Just because I want to see more from him. It's disappointing because I didn't see more from him. The man has done twelve Tremors sequels, <laughs> and you're gonna drag his name. <laughs> Where's through thirteen? The <laughs> You want 13 Tremors? Yeah. He's yeah. tired, man. There's always so much he can take of battling these giant sandworms. Tremors in space. Give me Tremors in space. Where was he in Dune? You need right? somebody taking out sandworms. Fred can you imagine they brought him in for that? We got an expert. Dude, done. <laughs> but you know what? We do our Oscars thing. I'm putting Dune for best picture. Why? Because they brought in an expert. Fred Ward and Reba McIntyre show up to fuck up sandworms. Sign me up. Page Love one. Uh, Who would you say the unsung hero was of this? Unsung Hero, I'm probably going to go with Gene Smart. Gene Smart was always there with, like, some good advice. She's the ex-mother, or the current mother-in-law, I guess, because she's Josh Lucas's mom in this. Um, and then, even though I don't agree with the direction it took, she was that last person who was, like, uh, gave her that pen when she signs it. And I forget what she said. It's like, oh, you only go around once or something like that. Or no, I think it's like everything happens for a reason or something, which sets her down the path of choosing her son or whatever. But uh, yeah, I liked uh, Gene Smart's My Unsung Hero. Okay. Uh, I have a category here, Fun. What we think was the overrated? Hey, who's your Unsung Hero? Oh, My Unsung Hero uh, was Star. I thought she brought the car home. Oh, yeah, Lightfall, that's, right? oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good a baller move. That's yeah. a baller move. Uh, who do you think was overrated in this movie? Overrated? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think someone was talking about it? It could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be anything. For me, I'm going to say it was honestly the song, Suit Home Alabama. Yeah. Literally a couple times. Yeah. Didn't want it. I don't need to. They could use it. Give him one because it's the name of the movie. 
They used it more than once. Didn't like it. I will say, though, I do appreciate their restraint not using it until like an hour into the movie. That is over an hour. It's an hour and one minute. Because I know yeah. as soon as that shit queued up, I'm like, how long did this take them? <laughs> and it was an hour and one minute. That's not bad. Good for, uh, good for good you. Restraint. <laughs> Even though I always get disappointed because that riff, it's like, it's three songs. It's Sweet Home Alabama. It's, uh, was that fucking Kid Rock all summer long? It's mm-hmm. that. Uh, and it's also the far superior Werewolves of London by Warren Zevin. And every time that thing hits, that riff hits, and it's not Werewolves of London, I get pissed off. So I'm also going to agree with you. The overratedness of this movie, the most overrated thing is the song Sweet Home Alabama. I like it. Uh, and who would you give uh, the game ball of this movie? Oh, I'm giving the game ball to Patrick Dempsey. Baby face throughout, man. Like he had a very reasonable reaction to a lot of the uh, deceit that he's been faced with for this woman that he's like closest to than anybody. They are going to get married and share a life together. And he's found out all this extra shit. He just shared a truck with her actual husband. So I will give him the eight minutes. It's going to take him 18 minutes to like process this. But then he came back even stronger. Your game balls, Andrew Hennings, Patrick Dempsey in a walk. You have to even take the fact that like the, Husband, Jake, didn't tell him anything, and he played him like a fool didn't tell the him entire car ride. He him like a fool. He yeah. embarrassed him. And also, you're Andrew Hennings. You are New York royalty. You are the son of the mayor. And you find yourself standing here at a Civil War reenactment with all these old farts who make their Saturday afternoon plans to go fucking lay in the grass and reenact these battles for slavery. Uh, yeah, this guy, man. And he lets them have the wedding there. There is one little little break in his armor that I noticed. Now, when he was in the truck with Jake, he sits on the, the seat with his arm almost behind Jake's head, which I felt that's a that's an aggressive Get him, buster. Get him. <laughs> that, who does that? A stranger? Like, like if, if you did, you pick, so you're in a car, pick someone up, and you, you don't know them, you just kind of know them, and they put their arm around behind your head, kind of almost, while they're driving. That's weird. It's an aggressive move. I felt that was a bit uh, forward. I know it's probably just because of the way Hennings was brought up. He thinks he runs the world. I get it, yep. but I just didn't like it. My game ball, because of that, I couldn't give it to him. Uh, there was only one attempted murder in this movie that uh, several times, uh, you know, managed to escape fate. And I, just, well, I was proud of that. It was the cat. End of the movie. Dynamite the cat. cat. Yeah, they were told the cat had cancer. So she wanted to put out its misery because they thought they were going to, like, you know, do it in an inhumane way. Yeah, like suck its guts out enough. Yeah, like, which I don't know what that even is. There's some lies being told everywhere. A, the cat didn't have cancer. B, you're not going to suck its guts out. So she said, I, I think she lied all along. It's Felony Melanie. She puts dynamite and the cat tries to blow it up. It shakes free of the dynamite, blows the bank, and the cat's still living. That, that's a bang-up cat. That's a game ball for me. Yeah, because he says something like, you know, uh, I guess the cat must have shaken loose of the dynamite. Because some people say they still see it. It's got a, you know, frayed tail and a bit skittish around humans. I thought that was just kind of a joke. But then sure enough, in the non-insane uh, ending... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's eating cake. Yeah, it's just eating cake with rock'em, sock'em robots on top. And yeah, its tail is completely fucking pretty much gone. And hey, the cat's actually alive. All right, cool. It's arrived. They had to do one fake death at the end of the movie. We knew, we knew that they were going to lean in on that for sure. All right, Bowman, I hate to break it to you, but uh, we got some more accolades coming in for the show. And I think you're really going to like this one. Hello, Wyatt. Oh, my word. Congratulations <laughs> on 10 years of your amazing podcast, which I always listen to and get so much inspiration from before Bowman and I do our podcast. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You're so fabulous. I'm such a huge fan. Oh. Come on, Janine. We've been friends since we were three years old. How can you do this? We do a show together. A movie <laughs> retrospective podcast. 
<laughs> what would you give this movie out of 19.5, sir? It's a weird scale. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but we have fun oh, with it. Oh, so explain it to me then. Well, you've got to, man, there's a lot of math behind it. You've got to add up all of the favorite characters, all your least favorite characters. There's a lot of math involved. Uh, like for me, Southern Accents dropped it five points for me, uh, you know, but the cat gives it up to alternate ending. I even put that into account. The fact they even had that alternate ending, I gave it three extra points. I ended on a uh, 12, honestly. Uh, dropped it three points to the Southern Accent, so it ends up being a nine for me. I'm giving it a 6.5 uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, she's the worst. Um, Patrick Dempsey's the best, and he doesn't... Uh, I guess he ends up being happy or whatever. That's fine. Uh, but I got to tell you, Wyatt, a lot of the my score came down to the deceit uh, from you. Uh, which I, I don't know. Which I somewhat took out on the movie, which I guess is unprofessional. But uh, no, I did not enjoy this movie. Uh, a lot of it was very insane and crazy. Um, yeah, I'm going six and a half out of 19 and a half. Yeah, 19.5. Yeah, okay. so like yeah. the title of the show, There's which it. I think you would know. Uh, so yeah, again, this is we do the show every week uh, for ten years, right? It. For ten years, we've been doing it. again. Everyone, who, everyone who phoned in, I can't thank you enough. A lot of nice words from everyone. Uh, can't believe Big Sleep's been waiting like that. Eddie Lack, Rob Fay, Mike Paris, Travis Williams. Uh, it's just it makes you proud, right? You think you don't know if people are noticing what you're doing. And I think I I've saved the best for last, Bowman. Uh, this accolade, this meant probably the most to me out of all of them so far tonight. I, I really hope you enjoy it. Hey, Wyatt, it's Jordan's mom. Just <laughs> wanted to say congratulations on ten years of my favorite retrospective movie podcast. Nineteen and a half years at the movies later, I never miss an episode, and I look to you as a shining light in movie podcasting. <laughs> and I'm so glad you were gracious enough to let my son share in this moment with you looking forward to another 10 years of your show you do such great work and i've never been prouder of anyone <laughs> what the fuck that was really her and what's that supposed to mean i've never been prouder of it's anyone. worse now it is worse now <laughs> i've done things i'm her son all right you know what that's it i'm 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 just i'm done you're a monster and i'm done i mean wyatt you are a monster mom i love you uh, we're going to have a conversation about this. You know, there, there are a couple others that we tried to get, we couldn't get. So we'll just maybe down the line, we'll get another episode of this. Uh, we'll bring on down the line. Uh, and I do, you know, it is kind of a trust the process moment here. I do want to know, since it is movie related, I need you to tell me what happened to that Oscar quiz that you always try and win. Uh, I did win. I got, uh, uh 90, did you dominate? Yeah, I got 97 out of a hundred, uh, with the exception of live action, no, animated short and documentary short, I got everything correct. Uh, if Power of the Dog would have won Best Picture, I would have lost because Best, You've been so mad. Best Picture was with yeah, Best Picture was worth <laughs> ten points. Yeah, and not since the Twilight La La Land incident of two thousand and rumor, uh, where La La Land was announced, I had a nine point lead on somebody. La La Land was announced as the winner. I celebrated. I was very excited. And then the bullshit happened. And like, oh, no, actually, it's Moonlight. The person I had a nine-point lead on had picked Moonlight for Best Picture. So they leapfrogged me and won by one point. So I know exactly what the producers of La La Land were going through because I also had certain victories snatched from me by Moonlight. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good to hear. So, again, uh, everyone, thank you for joining us. You listen to every week. I'm going to tell you this, but we're going to have a lot of fun. We've got a lot more movies coming up. Hopefully, we're doing this for another 10 years. We're going to have a lot more guest hosts coming up. Mike Paris, hope you feel better. Get that award. Get to see you next week. Uh, Bowman, you have a podcast, I think, that Janine does that lets you on it once in a while. What is that one? 
So that one's called At the Movies 10 Years Later, where me Weird. and my childhood friend Janine uh, watch and review whatever movie was number one at the box office 10 years ago. We've been doing the show since 2014, mm-hmm. so I guess we're a bit farther behind you, but we're also going to be coming up on our 10th anniversary relatively soon. Uh, recently, we've had episodes. We've done one for uh, for The Vow. Uh, we've got 21 Jump Street coming up. We've got The Hunger Games coming up, and we're also... Uh, leading up to this May, where we're going to be reviewing uh, and celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Avengers. So, Oh, that's good. I, you know, Everyone's got to start somewhere. Really proud that you're doing this. Yeah. And give it a try. Hopefully and, he lets you stay for a couple I, episodes. And I was thinking of inviting you uh, to do that show with me, but I'm strongly should. reconsidering that after the events of the last hour and 17 minutes. I think if you could bring on you know the star power of Big Daddy, you probably should. But yeah, you know, you run your podcast the way you do it. I'll run mine as I always do. So uh, thanks to everyone who listened. Uh, Bowman, you know what? I'm going to let you do your favor. I'm going to let you close out the show. If anything you want to say to the people at home, you don't get to speak much on podcasts. Anything you want to tell anyone at home uh, on nine and a half years at the movies later. You guys don't understand. This man is a menace. Uh, why it aren't. The, the layers of this uh, that is played out. Sorry. Oh, no, we're done now. Song's on. All right. <laughs> I, ha- I hate you. Playing you off. We got to go. I we got time. We got time. We got time. You're the worst. We got to go. Instrumental version. Pretty nice, right? Got two versions of the song.